Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, and this is episode 87 of our podcast here. Today has been a wonderful, wonderful day, listeners, and I just want to provide you some joy wherever you are. So get happy and ready to experience the How To Hobby Boys on Full Volume. Well, maybe not full. Don't hurt your ears, listeners. But I am joined at the desk by my fearless co-host, Sean Bennett. Welcome to the platform. Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome. You know, you've always asked me how I'm doing. I don't know if I've ever asked you how you're doing. So I'm going to start off by saying I'm I'm good. I had a really rough week <laughs> at work last week, but but things are going well. And this week, starting had, off hot with had, three one day, day in. Yep, one day <laughs> in. It's super great. But I want to know how, how have you been? You know, Sean, things are moving well here. Uh, the the Power Fam is back in full force. Uh, my we were we were separated for a bit there over the the end of the holiday. Mm-hmm. And that made me a little bit sad. I was having to cook by myself and be by myself in in my my humble abode. And you know, it's great for like the first night, and then mm-hmm. you realize, especially in I I'll tell you two things that I've learned over the last week. And since this Q1 is all about learning, listeners, we're going to start it off with a bang. I'm going to tell you what I was learning last week. You go on vacation listeners over the over the the holidays and you get really used to it you get excited right but then you come back to work Mm -hmm. and oh man it's a rough transition coming coming right (laughs) off that holiday grind of doing absolutely nothing to then actually working oh man sean i don't i I, you had a rough week you know last week for me was and then i come home to an empty house i was (laughs) on the board on the precipice of just being about a little bummed out mm-hmm. and it's winter you know i mean it gets dark so you're just sitting there like what what am i do? not even gaming mm-hmm. is is bringing me <laughs> the joy that i normally feel what is going on inside of me oh i i have a great family and they're not here so uh that was one thing and then i think mix that with the fact that you're coming back to a hot start we mm-hmm. start off hot at work <laughs> same <laughs> and uh so it was like, but I will say this, listeners, the good thing is that was last week. And today I just, I feel like it's coming back together, Sean. I was, things were starting to tick. I was, I was getting back in. I call it, I call it settling into the captain's chair. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you get into that cockpit at first. It's a little, the controls are a little funny. You know, you're, you just learned how to fly the 737 Max 8 and it, yeah, it's a little, <laughs> it's a little dicey. But then once you get in there and you understand the stick movement, boom, we're back in business. So that's how, that's where I'm at this week. Did you uh, think you were <laughs> going to get I that <laughs> that answer? I, I did not, but it, I like it because it is hard coming back after – because we're lucky enough to work for companies that shut down to the last week of the year. And it can be challenging to come back and then bump right into it. I had – it's yeah, part of bump. why I had a that's rough – That's a good way of putting it rough week at work you know just a lot going on and and deadlines don't stop just because they're the holiday so you know i wish they did and i know you gotta come back and hit it strong but that's one of the things that i think will pair really well with our plan for what we're going to be talking about this episode is coming in strong into the new year and and just 
pushing and continuing to, to understand why we do the things that we do. Coming so, in uh, hot. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Isn't there a song? I feel like that is definitely a song. If the, if it isn't, we're going to make one. Uh, and, and I've heard it for sure. But, you know, we'll, we'll find out. So, yeah, listeners, tonight we are going to continue our Q1 focus, which is all about learning. We're going to be learning how to learn together. And that's what is so fun about this show. And if you're new here, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we stream our episodes to your airwaves every Friday, 6 a.m. sharp. So be on the lookout for this episode, episode 87, and all of our previous 86 episodes. And we're always open to feedback here at the at the podcast. I just want to invite you in, though, first and foremost, to the How to Hobby Lounge. We have the plushest seats in the land. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Full bar. Get yourself a nice beverage, maybe some tea, which is what I'm enjoying this evening. And, and sit back and just get engaged with what we're putting down here. We want you to learn. We want you to gain value. We want to fill that cup. So don't don't come here with a full cup. Come here with an empty cup ready to learn because that's what we're all about here on this episode and in general here at the podcast. If you're interested in learning more about us, we do have a website, howtohobbypodcast.com. We have an excellent Instagram account at howtohobbypodcast. And if you want to slide into our DMs, you can do that either via the comments on Spotify, which is a great new feature they've added at the end end of 23, or you can send us an email directly at howtohobbypodcast at gmail.com. Man, it's always great to hear from the listeners, right, Sean? It's, it is because it's... You know, we can get sucked into, you know, the the echo chambers of today, you know, <laughs> of, of listening to ourselves talk, but it's really nice That's to what we hear, do. hear from the listeners and, and get comments and feedback and it really motivates us and we, we want those things. So please, please leave those comments. It's really cool that Spotify has that feature now that, that's... Oh. I've never seen anything like it before. That's really awesome. So please go use it. We We want to hear from everybody out there. We want to hear from our German fan fan base. I, I I mean we we know we got listeners from all over the world, but man, Germany's standing out in the analytics. And so thank you, all you uh, German fans out there, for continuing to support the program and keep the lights on. But let's dive into tonight's main event, Sean. Why are you learning? Is the first thing we're going to cover tonight. What skills are you looking to get out of any specific hobby or activity? or mindset change you may be looking at. And then Sean and I are going to dive into our tips from past mistakes we've made during the learning process, which is extremely valuable. We're going to tell you what we did wrong, listeners. And then we're going to cap the episode off. A little, little morning cap, nice cappuccino shot of what we are learning this year in 2024, starting off because Sean and I will learn, oh my goodness, we love learning. We're going to keep learning all year long, but we already have a, a couple things we're diving into the start of this year. Oh, man. I'm excited to get started, Sean. So let's start with why are you learning? And that's yeah. the question you got to ask listeners every single time. Uh, wholeheartedly agree. When you're picking up a new skill or learning a new something, the first question that I think you should be asking yourself is why are you learning? And there's two, in my opinion, there's two reasons to learn something. 
it's because you want to learn it or because you have to learn it. Examples of want to learn it, easy you know, wanting to learn how to write code just because you want to learn Python, or I want to learn how to make the best cup of coffee because I enjoy coffee, or I want to learn how to make the greatest grilled cheese on the planet, right? I'm learning because I want to. I want to learn how to eat healthy. I want to learn how to go to the gym. I want to learn how to do this, do that. I want to do that. Or there's learning because you have to, because you have to learn a new software at work, or because you are a new dad and you have to learn how to change a diaper. Or that, you know, there's things you have to learn how to change oil in your car because you can't afford to pay somebody to do it. There are certain things yeah. that you, you have to learn and there's certain things that you want to learn. And the reason that I say you have to figure that out up front is because it'll determine how motivated you are to learn this thing. And that will go into everything we talk about this episode. It all comes from why are you motivated to do this thing? Mm. And if you don't, if you don't figure that out in the beginning, I think you're going to you're going to struggle like we've struggled in the past you're going to struggle with keeping the motivation there keeping learning when you hit those hurdles so so yeah in my opinion there's two reasons because you have to or because you want to I like it and that's how we set the dinner table tonight we we just laid out the flatware and we want you to start thinking and and it's probably one of those things we've talked financially in the past about the the power of the want list you know mm-hmm. maybe you're going back to that want list if you're not really sure why you want something, yep, you probably shouldn't commit to putting those dollars where you may regret it. And again, yep. right off the rip, listeners, we wanna we want to avoid regret. We wanna be we wanna dispel all of those bad feelings that you can potentially have, buyer's remorse. And again, this is coming at a great time, Sean, right? Right after the holidays, when yep. maybe you got that thing and it just didn't fill that void. Mm-hmm. It just didn't quite do it for you. And then you go out and you do your first activity on it. And you're like, oh, that was a little rough. That wasn't exactly what I was thinking it would it would go because I thought mm-hmm. I was awesome. And Been now there. I feel like a loser. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's a very specific question. Um, and thanks for breaking it down that way, Sean. Very simply, either want to or because you have to. And I think tonight we'll cover mostly things that we want to do. Like we want to record this podcast. So we do. Nobody's sitting there forcing us to. And we are grateful for the listenership for, again, continuing to keep the lights on. But yeah, nobody's nobody's forcing us to do this. This is something we want to do. We want to learn how to do it better. But now as we move into the next important thing, which is the money aspect, we have to ask a very specific question. And I was hinting at it with the want list, but how much are you willing to lose to see if this could be the fit for you? It, so in the process of picking that thing, and again, you the first step is always jot it down somewhere and think about it first, especially yes. if it's if it's expensive, right? And most of these things, you know, Sean, we're we're getting older. Mm-hmm. We're not going out and and spending, you know, 50 bucks on something and that's making us, uh, you know, I mean, again, it can, I'm not, I'm not saying I, I actually, um, I, I learned how to use a French press for the first Ooh. time over the holidays. Okay. And, and again, that's something that maybe could bring you a lot of joy and it, it's only like 25 bucks to get one or, you know, however much it is to, to get something. But in most cases, us engineering types. Oh yeah, we're not going into a new hobby that isn't less than like five hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's super true. I remember, 
I bought a drone. It was the week after I quit my last job and I bought a drone because I told myself I always wanted to learn how to fly a drone. So it was yeah. on sale at Costco. It was like 410 bucks. And I went ahead and I bought this drone. Which, then, which version, if you don't mind me asking? It was a DJI Mini 2. Really? So it, was, it was their bundle. Oh, yeah. So I bought it from Costco. It was on sale. I bought it. I flew the thing two times. Right? I flew it twice, and then I never picked it up again. I had all of these grandiose ideas of this was going to be my thing. I always wanted to learn how to fly a drone. And then I did it, and I realized... I just, this is, I don't really enjoy this. Like this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I'd, I'd romanticized the idea in my head. And so it just sat in my closet for like a year and I never did anything with it. And I finally just recently sold the drone for 300 bucks on Facebook marketplace, resold it to some dude, just like I was really excited to get it. And I really hope that he is enjoying it more than I did, but I was telling <laughs> a coworker about this. And I was like, man, I feel guilty, you know, having spent this money. And he looks at me and he goes, anytime I pick up a new skill, a new hobby, a new whatever, I ask myself, how much am I willing to lose to see if this is my thing? You know, buying a drone for 400, you know, you could probably resell it for like 300. Are you willing to lose to burn $100 to see if this is your thing? If the answer is yes, go for it. If the answer is no, put it down. Think about it again, maybe save up for a while till you're ready to say yes, or pick something that you're willing to spend that money on. You know, computer coding, if you want to get into that, if you already have a computer, it's pretty much free. You, know, you can watch YouTubes. If you want to spend a little bit of money, you can buy a textbook. But there's, there's this, how much are you willing to lose in order to see if it's your thing? Because if it is your thing, this could be the thing for the rest of your life. Like you could become the expert at this one thing. And if it's not, Cool. You were willing to lose that amount of money. Cool. You you did it. You move on to the next thing. Yeah. And it takes away some of the stress, which I think is the important part here. You're really de-stressing. And what again, what we're trying to do is de-spell the bad feelings that can come out of, yep. um, you know, a bad purchase or what we would deem as a bad purchase. But if you turn that mindset around and thanks for sharing that, because I think that that's a very uh, applicable story. And like you said, it made you feel bad. You were actually having mm -hmm. a response. So again, listeners, we're not perfect. This, this is, these are things that are not, we're not immune to these feelings. And I don't think anybody listening, myself included to what Sean just said is, has never felt that way. So, uh, thanks Sean for, for sharing that. And I think it leads very well into our next point, which is when you start, you, you, you said you committed a year of time to the process. Mm -hmm. But I think one of my keys when, when I'm asking why am I learning something, listeners, is to really commit to the process of learning it. But then additionally to that, establishing a break-even point mm. in time of return. So, so I need to commit at least to this thing intentionally in a weekly or bi-weekly uh, interaction with said product or said hobby before for this amount of time before I can really form an opinion on it or form a judgment if it is not for me or for me. And that's something that I think because we're, I, I think when I, when these things are coming through, Sean, we're, we're buying something new. One of the big things I've actually been asking myself recently is do I have the time 
to mm. even invest in the first place. <laughs> there are there's so many times I wish I'd asked myself that question before I tried to get into something. Yeah, I I I think it's a big one because I would love to have an Xbox Series X or the newest Xbox um, Series S or X or really any you know. There's a couple game. I'm a gamer. I mm-hmm. like games, and so there are times when you. You see those Black Friday ads come through, and you're like, "Ooh, should I do it?" And then I go, "Wait." Thankfully, I check myself, check the want list, mm-hmm. and go, "Hmm." But do I really have time to even play the games that I, the 50 <laughs> games that I have installed on my computer that uh-huh. I thought was a great idea to buy in the first place, and yet have still <laughs> never completed? No. So, anyway, these that that for me is another sleeper that we kind of have to add. Um, but yeah, give me give me some of your past experience on break-even points or I, I guess before I, I turn it over, turn over the keys, I just want to say that I have been learning a new hobby recently and I immediately started forming judgments mm-hmm. in the first few times of interacting with the new thing. And I think... To me, that was immediately I had to say, wait, 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 calm down. Stop. I need to give this a firm commitment. And if it's really getting to the point where you're like, all right, I need to sell it. I just, yep. I can't do it. And it's like you, you've you had the thing for maybe a week or, uh, you know, I, you're still within the first six months. Man, yeah, you probably need to just calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And which again, everybody, I, I myself, I don't like being told to calm down, but I need to tell myself, <laughs> John, calm down, just give it some time, let it, let it grow, mm-hmm. let it, let the the new waves of feeling about something and new ways of looking at something actually develop in your mind before you just make downright distinctions. <laughs> I think that that that. Again, a lot of this stuff is things I wish I had learned sooner, but that's something that I haven't yet discovered in my latest learnings, but I, I will remember to keep that in mind. So for me, with the break-even point, when I was learning, trying to learn computer coding, and I know I bring it up a lot, but it was something that was free and I was just trying to yeah. learn it. I was trying to learn Python and I gave myself one month. If by the end of this month, and this was about two years ago, and it was by the end of this month, if I am still not feeling it, if it's still not there, then I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm delete the software from my computer and I'm going to say this wasn't for me. But for that month, I stuck to it. I any Anytime I had any free time, I was reading textbooks. I was watching videos. I was doing whatever. For that one month, I was very, very committed to learning this. And at the end of the month, I turned around and said, this isn't worth it. I'm I'm spending too much time. This is just stressing me out. I'm struggling. I'm trying to push myself into an area that I, I'm finding I don't really enjoy. I'm going to stop. And I stopped. And I immediately deleted the software from my computer. And I don't regret doing that, spending that month Love doing it. it. You know, But I basically said, this, this just isn't for me. My break-even point has hit, and I'm not going to do it. For this latest hobby, my break-even point is a year. Okay. But I'm doing multiple break-even points, if that makes sense. So I have one overarching goal, and that is my one-year goal. Okay. Well, what I'm doing is each month, I have a mini goal. 
Oh, I like those it. are kind of like my mini break-even points. Oh, perfect. Because all of those need to add up for me to get the big one done. And if perfect. any of those fall through, clearly it's just, it. you know, there was something that wasn't for me, something that scared me or I just decided I didn't want to do it. So ah. talk a little bit more at the end. But yeah, so I I'm actually it. doing multi-break points because uh, I know we've, we've been doing this learning thing for quite a while and I think we've, we've learned ourselves pretty well. So this is just how my brain works is doing this multi even point but yeah it's something that is really really crucial because you either will get really sucked into something you don't like because you're just trying to get good at it forever or you're going to give up on something too early when if you had just turned that corner it would have snapped into place and you would have been perfect so yeah pick a break-even point what are you willing to sacrifice to learn this thing and then stick to that goal Oh man, I love it. And I feel like this is something you could you could apply so well to any work-related task that you yes. get assigned. You know, we, it's almost like we're being pre-programmed to to some so at some point get it. And thankfully, I feel like, you know, just hearing you describe it, it, you're you're getting it. And I think that's so good because you really cannot look at some of these macro uh, tasks we get assigned in our world of engineering without mm -hmm. developing a really responsible way of looking at the problem and setting little mini break-even points because otherwise yes. you'll never feel like you made any progress uh -huh. and that would be detrimental to your to your mindset and to I've, your own stability. I've talked to coworkers who have said that exact thing. They're like, I feel like I did so much today and yet I feel like I got nothing done. And you mm. just watch, they just feel, they look defeated, right? Because mm. they didn't set those waypoints, those many the break even, those little things that remind them that they're doing what they're doing. And so they feel like they, you know, push themselves for like eight and a half, nine hours, and they just row themselves hard. And then they go home and they go, I don't feel like I did anything. I don't mm. feel like I accomplished anything. And that's a hard place to be. And now combine that over weeks or months of trying to do something and you're going to burn out. It's impossible not to. Ah, well, I, th that was great. And, and, and thank you for, I guess, just sharing all those amazing skills in why are you in the, why are you learning segment? We're going to now transition, speaking of little mini breakpoints, to what skills are you looking to get out of the new activity that you're, you're diving into? So it's very important listeners to any time you're choosing to pick something uh, albeit, you know, it could, again, money could be no factor. It could be free if it's a health or fitness goal, or it could be something that you actually need to invest in. Um, whether that be a hobby that's expensive or, you know, something new, like Sean and I will describe at the end of this episode. And, and then there's other things as well, like job growth, you know, mindset changes that can all be, uh, potential things that you're looking to get out of an activity. So yeah, let's talk through um, some of the ways you can you can get new skills and learn them out of these, you know, out of, out of an activity. Yeah, so the, the first question is, it, I think that it's important to re realize if this is one thing or multiple things. So for example, if you are learning to be healthy, right? That's, that's your overarching thing you're looking for this year. What's specific skills? You know, you want to be better, but what specific skills? I want to learn how to cook a healthy dinner. 
I want to learn what what macros, micros go into building a single healthy dinner. And then once you start to do that, you understand, okay, now I have the skill for, for how to cook a good meal. Now, how do I start ad-libbing and trying yeah. to experiment with it and make it bigger? How can I take this and make this a breakfast? Hmm. Okay, now I'm starting to gain skills of understanding kitchen prep or yep. use like cooking food, how to cook food without burning it or drying it <laughs> out or undercooking it. That's right. You know, th- you can get skills like that. So I think it's important to look back and figure out why, you know, we've already talked about why are you doing this thing, but what are you looking to get out of it? Yeah. Are you looking just to be healthier? Okay, that's a good thing to to want to do, but you need to be more specific. You yep. don't want to just be healthier. You, I want to eat better. Okay, more specific. I want to eat better dinners. More specific. I want to be able to eat healthy greens. Okay, more specific. I want to learn how to cook broccoli yep. so that it tastes so good. I want to eat it over and that's over right. and over. Now it's clicking. Look up broccoli. How do I cook broccoli? That that is what how specific you need to get from this, in my opinion. How specific you oh, need to I break agree. down, and then that escalates and builds on itself to where now you your goal was health and fitness, but you're doing it because you know how to cook broccoli, you know how to cook asparagus, you know how to cook carrots, you know you know how to to pick the beef at the market that's really good for you, you know how to do whatever because all these little skills added up. Oh so, man. Yeah, oh. yeah. What do you What do you think? Well, I'm just I I'm just I'm just blown away right now. The I feel like the many efficiencies that you gain in the process of of burrowing deeper and deeper and deeper into the what are you looking to get out of it mindset activity. Right again, it all starts, and I love that all of this is focused around the mind and how we use it first and up front to mm-hmm. set the table to really d- dig in and make and eat the ribeye at the end of the day. And, you know, I just think that's the problem with a lot of, a lot of the times when we go into a new activity, it's way too bland. It's like, get fit. What's that? (laughs) You you know what I mean? Like it's, it's all, it's all surface stuff. Like, oh, well, Hey, go get better at your job this year. What? (laughs) I looked up 2024, um, success, or, you know, like successful things in 2024 to do or, and it was like the most generic <laughs> lists. I mean, I was blown away by how, like, like it was just like, are you kidding me? Was this all just AI generated garbage? <laughs> Be because better at your job. What it, does that even yeah, mean? <laughs> it was so bad. And I was going, you know what? If this is what most people are digesting, no wonder nothing's sticking for anybody because yeah, it's like, the amount of joy that we've got out of learning how to cook again not only it's like you you burrow down to the to the skills that really get you there like there's just there's so many things throughout the the hobby and the activity of doing it that bring you joy like mm-hmm. the freedom in itself that you definitely hinted at from just not having to feel like you can add li- you can add lib Versus having to like have the timer set and be like, oh my gosh, stressing out. And again, it takes a while, listeners. At least, you know, I would give yourself, when we talk about break-even points with cooking, at least a year before oh, you're, yeah. Yeah, at least. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 100%. I mean, for example, tonight, you know, what, what did I make for dinner for myself? I ended up 
ad-libbing the bejesus out of my dinner. I had Ooh. some rice. I had some thawed uh, uh, ground beef. And like, that was it. I had to nice. come up with an entire meal of ground beef and rice. And so I start going, what would be good? Okay, well, I have some beef bouillon. Oh, I know that I can make I can make a good beef stock with that. Okay, wait, I have flour. I bet I could make a meat gravy. Let's let's look it up. I start Googling, you know, what are some yep, recipes? Yep. And then I go, okay, I'm, I'm looking at recipes. They're all kind of the same, but they're all kind of different. And I'm like, oh, you know yeah, what? Always. I'm gonna figure this out. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna add some flour and some chicken stock till okay, it's now start it's too thick. Okay, and you thin it out a little bit. Oh now it's too thin. Okay, a little bit more flour. And I ended up spending it was the most fun I've had cooking in probably the last week of just making a gravy and experimenting with what I was doing. And what I was trying to learn was it, on, on this little tiny thing I was trying to learn, the little skill set I was trying to gain was can I look at something as it's cooking and judge what I need to do next? Mm. As it's thickening, that's too thick. I need to add water. That's too yeah. thin. I need to add flour. I wasn't looking to follow a recipe exactly. I wasn't looking to make the best meal ever, right? Like it was just, it's just a meat gravy. What I wanted was, do I have the confidence to modify in the moment to adjust what I'm cooking? That was a lot of fun. Nice. And it was a good meal. Again, wasn't the greatest meal I've ever made. But it was the most fun I've had in the kitchen for the last week or two. There you like go. I, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> so I broke it down to this very specific thing. And you're right. Being too broad or too general is mind-numbing when it comes to oh. a new task. Like you're never going to fulfill this general be a better person. How do you quantify that? How do you prove to yourself that all of the work you've been doing for the last three months is even doing anything when you have nothing to measure it against? And that's, that's, I think the key thing here is if you can't measure your success against something, you need to quantify it in a different way. Oh, I agree. And, and, and great job. I, this is, that's exactly what we need to fight against listeners is choosing something and staying top level. Like we mm -hmm. need to dig deeper. And again, we, we are here to support. If you need some inspiration, please reach out to us. We want to help you dig deeper and take it to that next level. Uh, last, last year we covered next level in, in one of our quarter goals, which is how to take something to the next level. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go back to those episodes, I think it was Q3 of last year, take a listen because that, that should get you inspired, get you some of the tools and, and really help you to dig deeper here with this, this exact thing as well when we're talking about getting things, seeking an output that's meaningful out of a new activity. Mm -hmm. So Sean, let's dive into our tips from past mistakes. Yes. And I think this is going to be a big one. So lead off here and, and hit that ball far and straight, man. Yeah. So the, the, one of the biggest mistakes I've made was not paying attention to how I learn and listening to that. So for example, I have an entire bookshelf over there to my left of textbooks and self-help books of things I've never read, right? <laughs> because I, I, I wasn't paying attention to when I've had success in my past, how did I learn those things? 99% of the time, it was either watching YouTube or was watching someone do it in front of me, right? I don't learn well from books and just reading. 
I mm. need visual cues, watching somebody do this thing, watching somebody learn how to, to, to watching somebody change a spark plug, learning how to, to do this, do that. I don't do well just reading. So that was one of the biggest mistakes when I started trying to learn stuff, especially very technical minded stuff is just reading, thinking, oh, I can just buy a textbook. There's a billion yeah. textbooks. I'll just buy one and I'll become an expert in this one thing. No and problem. It, that was where the break-even point wasn't even an option because I, I wasn't even getting close to even a break-even point because I was burning out too fast because I wasn't learning anything. I was just reading words on the page. So for me, the, the biggest thing I learned from past mistakes, how do I learn best? For me, visual. Watching a video, watching a tutorial, or watching somebody do it in front of me in person. Sometimes maybe you are better at reading. You would rather not watch somebody. You just want to sit and read it. But if you ignore your learning style, you're going to really, really struggle when you're trying to pick up something new. Because let's be honest, picking up something new is hard. <laughs> it's almost never it. going to be easy. No. It's never going to be it just clicks in a place and everything, the stars align and you become an expert overnight. You're, you're a sensation. It's not going to happen. It's going to be days, weeks, maybe even months of grueling hard work, running into problems, facing difficulties, wanting to quit, going, no, no, I am enjoying this. It's, I'll get there. And if you're trying to learn it in the wrong way from the beginning, you're, you're honestly screwed. It's just not going to work. So th that was the biggest thing I've learned. Now I go straight to YouTube for everything. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, that's so important. I mean, it, you really need to be careful and, and notifying or noticing and paying attention to the way you are taking in inputs. Mm -hmm. And are you, are you getting a meaningful output out of the inputs you're, you're putting in? And we can ask these questions all the time, listeners. I mean, am I gaining good things, eating that extra cookie or <laughs> that uh, you can apply it to literally anything. I mean, food, um, hobbies, it's one of those things where, man, output and the quality of the output is everything. We should be very attuned and we want to tune ourselves to take those things in in real time and start developing disciplined habits regarding all of them. And that's where, where I'm going. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I can't, uh, one of my big past mistake um, takeaways I have is going into all new hobbies with an open mind. And it's because of what you exactly, what you just put down, which is, it's going to be really hard. <laughs> you know, I would, I would add, especially when we talk about physical hobbies, I want to learn how to run a seven minute mile. That's going to be hard. And a lot of people, they set, set these goals, right? They set, I want to do a half marathon. I want to do a marathon. I want to ride my bike a hundred miles. I want to learn how to surf. And I'll just take surfing for a second uh, because I think it's just such a very, it just cracks me up how, and I just surfed in San Diego. There were some mm -hmm. huge waves, uh, 12 foot waves. And I will say, Sean, um, yeah, so it was it was like an unbelievable winter. Some of the biggest waves that ever hit California, and I was there uh, right. to experience it, and got to go out in double overhead surf and, Ter and absolutely and, terrifying. And, well, and 
this is what is so fun for me as now a dad of two and not even living in California. You know, I've committed the time to a hobby, surfing. And I have all my boards, of course, are in, I don't have boards here in Arizona. I'm not going sand surfing, listeners. Yeah. I keep them in California. I have a couple spots, a couple drop spots. Uh, don't go by that bush in La Jolla. <laughs> do not go there and do not take my boards. I will, I will come after you. Uh, but I'm still able to go out. And, you know, when I'm able to go up against double overhead surf and, and get out there and, and, you know, go up against the elements, I, I feel pretty good just about how much I've committed and how much I've really said. Because, again, when you're pushing into something like that, man, a three-foot wave when you're on your belly and you're just learning, mm-hmm. oh, that, that could be about, that's the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I mean, you, you feel like you are getting hit by Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. And it's just such an interesting experience. But then that year hit comes around, you've taken enough licks. You've taken enough hits literally on top of your head from the waves smashing you and you feeling like you're going to drown that at some point you just get it. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's kind of the framework for how I, now I look at almost every hobby where it's like, Oh, Oh, well I just got to feel like I'm drowning for a long time before one day it'll just click. And you can't do that listeners without an open mind. Otherwise, you know, it, it's all about mindset. It's when it, we say it time and time again, you hear all the 1% people out there talk about the power of the mindset and what it means for you in everything. Well, this is just another area where be careful of that mindset and the the presets that we have about going into a hobby as well. And I'll share this with you, Sean and, and listeners. This has been one that is... Within the last two weeks, I've been having this happen. So I just got a gravel bike, listeners, and I'm going to kind of spill the beans slightly on on, on on my hobby that I've been diving into. Sean will still keep his hidden because he's much better than me. Uh, but over the process, I share this one because I know how to ride a bike. I've been riding a road bike and now a mountain bike for the mountain bike for two years. And the road bike for seven years actively. This will be my sixth year of riding to work. The start of my sixth year of riding to work full time. So I have experience on a bike. But let me tell you, when you change the geometry of your bike and the wheel size of your bike and the gear ratio of your bike and you've been pre-programmed, I have been pre-programmed to know everything every tick about my bike and my experience on a bike. And when I got on that new bike, I was already like sizing it up. Oh, what's this? What's this click? Oh, why isn't this gearing going this way? Oh, I I, I can't seem to be getting as much power. And I was like, I needed to tell myself, I said this at the start of the episode, I needed to tell myself to calm down mm-hmm. and give it time. And I, I was blown away by how much my mind was so acutely aware of every micro difference. And so, and this is what I mean when, when you, maybe you're an experienced hobbyist 
in one thing that has pre-programmed you to respond when you start a new thing. And be careful about those things because they can ruin your experience. Mm -hmm. The first two days, I, I literally had my buddy asking me, don't you love this? <laughs> and I was going, I actually said, I don't know yet. I have to, I, I need some time to take this in. I need, I can't form a very good opinion yet. An informed opinion about this until, and I'm not, a, at this point in my life, Sean, I'll just be honest. I'm not a love at first sight person anymore. Okay. okay. <laughs> Let's just, it may look good, but the, you know, the feel may be off. You just never know. So, um, yeah, that's been my experience recently on expanding the hobby quiver in the same lane, right? And, my, and this is where you'll probably find these presets, these pre-programmed dispositions, listeners, is when you're expanding a specific thing you really like, but then you get that new thing that you're expecting, said outcome, and it's not pinging right off the bat. Uh-oh, mm -hmm. warning, warning. Be careful. I definitely agree with that. And that plays really well into our last tip from past mistakes for this episode is to not write anything off too soon because we've been there where you've, you, and I think this has twofold, not writing off, you're in the task and you're, you're not going to quit it too soon. Again, sticking to your break even point, but you know what you were struggling with, things are different than what you're used to. And you're like, I don't know if I like this. I, I it's not what I'm used to everything's different. Like, I don't, I don't know if I like this. So that's why it's really, really important to have your break-even point and know how much you invested and how much your time is worth and say, I'm going to keep doing this thing. I'm going to push through this weird, awkward phase where I'm not sure I'm into this. And still, yeah, that weird hump. And it's, it's weird because it's a hump in the beginning. That's kind of, in my opinion, the cool part about learning something new. Generally, the hump is in the beginning. And that's once right. you get over yep. that, you can smooth sail and you can get better and better at this yep. thing and just really exceed really fast. But you have to get over that initial curve, that learning curve of, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. This is so confusing. Everything's different. And then boom. Oh, I feel kind of good doing this. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging this. I'm getting good at it. And then you can just excel. And that that is not writing off the thing too soon before your break-even point. Again, why it's very important to have that breaking point set from the beginning. But is, it's also isn't there a phrase to getting over the hump? I, yeah, I think you, that is that's a pretty common phrase even yeah. in today's language. Yeah, agreed. And it's because you've got to get over that initial hump. That's right. But the, the not, not writing anything off too soon also applies to not getting into something because you're like, ugh, I don't even know if it's going to be worth it. I don't know if I'm going to even like that. I think that that's that's happened to a lot of people. And they, for all we know, they could be the next big thing, like the next big fitness guru or the next big bicycle rider or the next big you, know. you know, realtor, right? There's so many things that people get into and they're like, oh, that's just not for me. I'm just, I'm not going to even try. It's just not going to work out. And I'm telling you, it could. Like, for example, for me, yeah. when when designing websites, when I first got into it, I was only doing it because I had to. I was a club officer. I had to redesign our website and I didn't have a choice. I absolutely would not have done it had I actually had the choice. But as a president, I had to do it. I had to redo this website, right? 
now I manage, you know, my aunt's business. Her entire business is run through a website that I built from scratch by myself. I learned how to use Squarespace's thing. I learned how to communicate with their, their tech support. I learned how to build in PayPal and Square and actually being able to, to have an online business and how to, to deal with customers and set up, uh, you know, monthly recurring things and, and partnering with Facebook and Instagram and doing all of this stuff. I do it because I enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. I like managing her business online. And it always feels good when I get those compliments from the little ladies at the quilt show. And they're like, oh, <laughs> I love how user-friendly your website is. Everything's so really beautiful colors. And it makes it easier for somebody with, with you know, not very good eyes because a lot of her clientele is older. So I try and tailor the website to who's, fit Who's well. your guy? Who's yeah, your who's guy? your guy? It feels so good when I'm sitting there at the little cash register and these little ladies are telling my aunt how good her website is. And I'm going, oh, that feels so good. Oh, that's something that's that all I, me, baby. I absolutely. <laughs> it's all me. I would have written off too soon. And now I really, really enjoy it. So don't knock anything until you've tried it, because you may be the next big cellist. You could be the next big guitarist or singer or bar owner or or chef or anything. You could be the next big thing. This could be your thing. So don't write anything off too soon. I love it, Sean. And and I'll I'll dovetail off that, you know, the pressure we put on ourselves. Yes. I we just can't help it today. I think when we talk about these inputs, right? There's always inputs of comparison that are constantly trying to put the pin in your balloon. Mm-hmm. And whether it be just your mood on the day, or maybe again, you've you've really chosen to commit to something, but you talk to so and so, and they're like, "Why would you do that? That's lame." <laughs> and you just listen again. Then you you form this unhealthy pressure that's going to inform your interaction with that hobby moving forward, mm-hmm. or that mindset, or that what you want to do. Oh, you know what? I just so and so said this really doesn't do me well at work, and. I, I just want to stop it. I'm not I'm not getting any growth out of it. Uh, it's just not for me. You know, you just never know. And so I love what you said about committing and the commitment to things in that way because you could be. And I think that's where we want to leave it, Sean. Listeners, you could be. And that's it. Yeah. So Sean and I are going to now talk through uh, some of our goals in learning in this quarter because I'm sure, we'll, as I said at the beginning, Sean and I are constant learn, constantly learning, and we're we're just it's it's one of our passions and one of the reasons why we even have a show in the first place. But Sean has a big one that he's been diving into to start off this year. I'm happy for him, and I I hope that you are as well, listeners. Uh, but Sean, take take the stage. This is this is fun for me to live vicariously through you. Yeah. So I mentioned it in our last week's episode, and if you, if you haven't gone, you should go listen to the episode. But The big thing, my 2024 goal, the big thing I'm learning this year, and I'm putting a lot of effort and and money into it, is I'm learning how to ride a motorcycle. That is that is my big goal this year. So when I when I was talking earlier about my break-even, 2024 is my year to learn how to ride a motorcycle. And then what I'm doing is breaking that down into smaller. So January, my goal for January was I want to have all of the gear. The helmet, the gloves, the jacket, the pants. I want to have all of the gear. I've been working with a coworker of mine who rides motorcycles all the time. We've been going shopping. I've bought a helmet. I've got gloves. I've got a jacket. 
you know, I'm going to hold off on the boots and pants a little bit until I figure out what kind of riding I'm looking into doing. But, you know, I, I wanted to have the gear and I put hours and hours and hours into this in January of researching, watching That's videos, right. reading forums. I found I'm probably now on 15 different Facebook groups for for motorcycles, people talking about gear, recommendations, co companies, you know, what place to get your your bike serviced, all this stuff, right? Yeah, From yeah. all over the world. I mean, nice. it's been really cool. So that I'm getting the gear. My February, March goal, buy the motorcycle. So I'm going to be going up to a, my coworker's place up in Joshua Tree. He's got a motorcycle. I rode his down in San Diego, but it's a sport bike. He, he has one up in Joshua Tree that's a dual sport. So I'm going to be going and riding that around and seeing what that's like. Is that the kind of bike I want to do? February, March is going to be my actually buying the motorcycle. And then going to the summer is where I'm going to be confident enough to be able to ride around up to really my dream is to ride up to Oceanside and back. Nice. So can can I take the coast, drive up to Oceanside and back? That's my goal by the summer. By the summer, I'm going to be confident enough to be able to ride up to Oceanside and back. By the fall, so by September time, is when I want to get my license. So that's when I want to actually take the safety class, get my certificate, and have my official license. By the end of the year, I want to take my bike off-road. That's why I'm thinking of a dual sport. I want to take my bike, go out to the desert, and go off-roading for a weekend. That's my dream. That's nice. where, where all of it comes together is having the gear, buying the bike, learning to drive on street, learning to ride on dirt. And then by the end of the year, I will quote, you know how to ride a motorcycle. That's that right. is my big thing this year that I'm putting a lot of my effort in. There's a lot of other things that I was interested in learning that I'm having to set to the side. But this year, riding a motorcycle is my big thing. That's great, man. Well, I'm I'm really happy for you. And I think, yeah, you even shared last week how you had gone to a store and again, great time to buy right now because of all mm -hmm. the closeout stuff happening from last year's models. So yep. listeners, if you're looking for a tip, you know, both Sean and I have picked up new stuff to start the year uh that was that was on sale. And and Sean, you know, you, you were rating the I think it was a motorcycle helmet, right? that you're yeah. trying on all the different ones. Yep. And so I, I guess in general, you know, that's something that's important to also take away here. Listeners is don't forget. We always recommend trying to get hands on with some of the things you're trying to potentially consider, like, especially if you don't have any experience with said activity. I mean, mm -hmm. again, I, I know how to ride bikes. And so I, I went and formed and that informed my decision to get a gravel bike. But realistically, if I was doing it perfect, I would say, if I was giving myself perfect marks, I would have went and found the bike that I was interested in getting, test ridden it, and really then let that kind of inform my decision. Mm -hmm. Instead, I went sheerly on reviews <laughs> and, and the fact that I know I love riding bikes in general. But again... Maybe they're, you're, you're not sure on components. Like this, this bike, the interesting thing is, um, so mine listeners, if you haven't figured, is riding a gravel bike. And I have some mini goals for myself this year regarding those. And I shared at the, end, the beginning of last year, or sorry, the end of last year, that I want to do a gravel bike race. Mm -hmm. That's my one of my main goals for this year. So it shouldn't surprise you that I actually did purchase a gravel bike and am now in the process of getting to know it. 
because I want to get to know it before I actually, like Sean, take to the racing line. Because if I don't really understand my equipment, then I'm probably not going to fare as well. And I could hurt myself or hurt somebody else. So Mm -hmm. I want to be ready and prepared. Um. What I'll say about it, though, Sean, is it's been very interesting. And as I kind of alluded to earlier, uh, because of how much experience I have riding bikes and how consistently I do it, um, giving it a minimum of four and a half to five hours a week of my time uh, in the saddle, I have a lot of things I got to got to work through. And today I'll, I'll be real. Today was the first day. This is, um, what would this be? My fourth day riding it to work. And today was so far my best day riding. Really? Yes. That's cool. so that's, that's how long it's actually taken again, just sort of, and it's also winter listeners. And I, so I'll tell you just in general, not really ideal to learn how to love something <laughs> when it's 30 degrees outside and you're, you're, you're riding it around in the wind. I guess <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a, true. That's, that's a fast way to, to spoil the mood I, in the dark as well. Yeah. So, so it's like, I'm having to learn this new thing in not the most hospitable conditions, right? It's dark. I have lights on. I can barely see. I almost ran over a cat the other day because there was a cat lying in the road. And I was like, what are those? Ah! And, and I almost, so, you know, I don't want to be running over cats on my bike. That's I'll, no, not mm. good. Um, but yeah, just, just funny, right? It's freezing. It's dark and I'm not sure, but it's warming. We're having a little warm spike here. And I think that's the other thing that's interesting about mindset is today riding home. It was very, it was very nice. I had like a short sleeve shirt on and I had my bib shorts on, which is more like that would be your typical riding outfit. outfit, mm-hmm. And I just felt so good and I was really pushing it. And uh, there are some things I want to tweak, of course, us engineering folk. Um, so I'm going to be changing a few things, probably talk about mini goals. Um, you know, I wouldn't... This is the thing that's also interesting about bike riding that I've been over the last year and a half and dialing in further is wheel size and how much that impacts your ride. So I went from, typically I ride a 25 millimeter wheel on my road bike. Mm -hmm. And this bike that I now have, that's a gravel bike, bigger wheels has a 45 millimeter diameter um, width. So yeah, almost double the, the width in terms of what I'm riding. And that does make a difference. You can feel that like I'm having to push harder Mm. and that is hard. This is what I mean about the every you you expect it to be easy. And so again, you know, I'm coming in, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna be smooth sailing. But I'm like, I'm really working over here, <laughs> you know, getting to know this new apparatus. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I like I got out of work yesterday and I jumped on the bike and like my heart rate like spiked through the roof because I was just like, I you know, I don't know, like it's not my road bike. And so my body's not used to it yet. It doesn't really. And so mm-hmm. I, I don't know, something was in the air and immediately like my heart rate was super high. I could feel it <laughs> as I was riding home from work. And 
I was like, what is going, this is just weird. Like all of these things are so new and I'm just, I'm just riding a bike. What is this? So uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry to bore you show with these. No, not at all. <laughs> this is the, the, you know, not having any practical interest in doing this, you know, it's not something that I will probably go out and do. It's cool to live vicariously through you. Just like I think you're living vicariously through me with the motorcycle. It, it's neat to, to know all these nuances because I, I never would have guessed that it was it would have you know doubling the tire size would have had that much of an impact. So it, it's it's pretty cool to to hear you talk about this stuff. Well, and and I appreciate you saying that. I think the the speed is what I'm realizing. I'm a I'm a fiend for. Like mm-hmm. I want to, it, it goes without saying, right? If you're used to going a certain pace or speed, you want to maintain that and you can feel it when you're not hitting it. Yeah. And that's been the thing. It's like, oh, I don't want to go slower. And, it, but I'm also like, again, calm down. That This is all part of the growth spectrum when doing anything and you need to learn to enjoy everything. And that's really where I think the journey I'm on this year, Sean, is mm-hmm. I want to continue to expand my horizons and enjoy bike riding more in every discipline of it. Yeah. Not just be such a freak and just be like, <laughs> I'm going to hammer all day. You know, like mm-hmm. let's let's learn to interact with every facet of the game. And I've never been able to do this before. I've never been able to really see so many distinct differences. I mean, when you get on a mountain bike, of course, it's like extremely different. Mm-hmm. But this is like that little, just enough of a tweak where it's like, wait a second, what? <laughs> I, I think it's really cool. I didn't even know gravel bikes existed until you started talking about it. So I think this is a fantastic goal for yourself for this year is to learn the nuances and eventually become comfortable enough to be able to to do a race. I think that that is a really, really cool goal to work towards. Thank you. And and I hope it is. I'll keep you posted. And I know you will do the same. Good luck on all your mini goals. You have a bit more work to do. I just had to get a bike and jump on. But you have a yours is much more interesting in terms of a how many mini checkpoints you've got to hit. Getting yeah. the gear, getting the bike. I mean, it's just going to be very cool. To come out there and see you with this thing, I can't wait to actually see the bike. I'll send you yeah. a picture. I didn't. I haven't sent you any uh, any snips of my bike. I've been kind of no, keeping it yet. on the low low. <laughs> uh, I'll have to put some on our Instagram account so you guys know where we're at. And what? I don't know why I haven't done that. I'm being. I'm already <laughs> being bad at Instagram, and it's it's the first quarter of the year. Ah, sorry, listeners. Sean, anything else that we need to cover uh, before we shut it down for this episode? Nope, I don't think so. I think we, we did a good job of covering it all. And I look forward to, to seeing what our listeners think about, you know, some of the feedback, you know, giving us feedback on some of the things we talked about. And just I'm I'm excited to be here and, and had a lot of fun. Great. Me too. And listeners, we hope you did as well. So if you found value in this, please let us know. We always like to hear it. As Sean said, we are always trying to bring you the most curated content for your inbox regarding the hobbies we love so uh stay tuned if you feel like we're hitting that mark and please don't hesitate to follow us and or give us a five-star review wherever you may be listening to this podcast that really helps us a lot and 
share with a friend if you feel so inclined. We always appreciate a share, and we appreciate all you listeners tuning in this time. This has been your boys, the How To Hobby Boys, and you know where to find us at the How To Hobby Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How To Hobby Podcast. We hope you enjoyed what you've heard, and if you did, please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review and or follow us wherever you digest your podcast. We'll catch you next time, and wherever you are, we wish you the best. Thanks for listening.